G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Rob Scott, who is a worship leader and singer-songwriter based in Perth at Margaret Court's Church, Victory Life Centre. And we're catching up on location in Kalgoorlie, where uh, Will Graham, the evangelist, has been preaching all weekend. Seen over 400 people come to Christ. It's been a great weekend. Rob, let's uh, find out a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in uh, Workington in England, Mm -hmm. in the Lake District, and I came to Australia when I was uh, 16. My father was a steel worker, Mm -hmm. and uh, he applied for a job in um, New South Wales, in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my brother and my mother and father, we came out in 1968. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have a religious upbringing at all? Yeah, I was brought up in the Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and um, I actually played the organ, pipe organ in our church when I was 12, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I was brought up, um, you know, in in the house of God. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't have a, a, a born-again experience until I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I came out when I was 16. When I was 17, uh, I was... Um, pretty well wiped out by a drunken driver i was on a motorbike and he came around the corner on the wrong side of the road at speed and uh totally wiped me out i ended up losing my left leg and and at that point i just didn't go to church anymore and in fact i didn't go for about 18 years tell us about your uh working life what did you do after school well because of my injury it was pretty tough i'd only just started at the bank as a bank teller I did that for another couple of years, but uh, my music uh, took over, and uh, so I became a, um, a professional player, a session player and a touring player. I was on the keyboard. I was the Roland keyboard guy. I was on the keyboard advisory council in Sydney, based in Sydney, and did a lot of that work from there and did some tours with some famous people. And then uh, I was asked to play... Uh, with the band the mixtures and so which i did and the next minute they asked me to join them and so i joined them discussed it decided yeah that sounds that sounds like fun they're a good bunch of guys and so i joined them and um yeah had, had a good time for those who haven't heard of their songs tell, tell us what are the what are the, the songs they were big for you've got to have some um, uh, longevity uh, <laughs> some age about you to remember the mixtures so we we had uh, number one hits in 
in uh, England and Australia, New Zealand, charted in America with songs like the Push Bike song, you know, riding along on a push, and uh, in the summertime when the weather, that one, and Captain Zero, I'm Captain Zero. I remember, I remember the cricket team captain, Greg Chappell, was going through a hard time and they kept playing Captain Zero. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and... Um, so so that's that's um who I was with and uh we we toured a lot and eventually I I was just fed up with touring mm. and the lead singer of the mixture is a guy called Peter Williams who who wrote uh, a number of their songs him and I wanted to settle down and we settled down in Perth in Perth Western Australia mm. and so um and we formed a duo called funnily enough called Scott and Williams and um which was quite successful on the west and mm-hmm. uh and then I from there I went on to um in the meantime, I, I I did some demonstrations for the Bose Corporation, you know Bose speakers, B O S C, and they um, they they wanted me to do some promotions with them, and they gave us a lot of equipment. So mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I took quite a shine to it, and mm-hmm. so then one of the local um, sound companies asked me, would I work for them? Mm-hmm. And uh, which I thought a day gig. Uh, what a novelty <laughs> and uh, so I started doing that and I took a shine to it and I started putting in um, sound systems into uh, and designing sound systems for a lot of the nightclubs in the Perth district so much so that um, uh, the, the managing director of the company who usually did that uh, d- wasn't too happy that I was starting to take his business so he made me an offer to join his company uh, which was Cosmic Sound and Lighting and so I ended up joining that company and then I became a director of that company mm-hmm. and then I moved into broadcast uh, uh, design and uh, large auditoriums all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your conversion experience. Okay mm-hmm. well um, I was working pretty hard and uh, uh, because I could still earn quite a lot of money as a professional musician, um, I'd be working during the day at my day gig at Cosmic and then I would drive straight to the casino and then I would play at night and I was doing that like five nights a week and so it was just continuous work. I was actually there for about three, three years and three months. I was the longest running entertainer at Burswood Casino. But my boss uh, at Cosmic, uh, he said, you have to take a break. And so I said, well, okay, well, and, and I decided to go up to Broome. It's like another country up there, mm. but it's still in Australia. Mm. So tropical, you know. And so unbeknownst to him, some people had been to see me at Burswood and said, if you ever come to Broome, we want to hire you uh, to work at that time was the only nightclub in Broome and so uh, I decided to take the job in Broome uh, three weeks and so they paid for all my I was supposed to be on holiday but I was still working and anyway about two months before two or three months before I went up to Broome I had sold an electric piano a keyboard to a pastor from Broome a guy called Rod Waters and there was something about him that I really liked you know just which I now know is the presence of God mm. and I just like this guy and he said if you ever come to Broome you probably never will but if you ever come please look me up so when I got to Broome I rang him and I didn't get him he rang me back and he didn't get me I rang him again I didn't get him I thought at least I've tried 
And then on the Saturday night when I came in to do my gig at the nightclub, the, the girl on the reception, who was a member of his church, said, Pastor Rod said he'll see you at church in the morning. And I said, oh, did he? Okay, what time is it on? He's, and she said, oh, it's from 10 o'clock to 12. And I thought, two hours, you've got to be joking. <laughs> and uh, I can remember an hour from my childhood at church was like an eternity, you know. And besides the fact I was I was working from 11 to 2 o'clock in the morning, so I thought, look, I'll, okay, I'll see. I didn't go in at 10 o'clock, but I wandered in at 11 o'clock and... Uh, there's only about 50 people or so in the church and he says oh welcome brother rob he's a musician at the nightclub and i'm going oh don't do that you know (laughs) so anyway i sat down but he was preaching a sermon which was you had that experience when it just seems like it's to you and there's you know there's no one else it's just to you and i had that experience and it was just about get right with God, get back with God, get your life together. And he made what I now know as an altar call. Mm. And I responded, man, I was a blubbering mess. And I, and it was like, it was just like a welcome home moment. And so, in fact, I didn't want to leave the room because of, of that experience. I just wanted to stay there and help him and use my experience and my musical and my technical expertise to help him you know build a church i didn't want to leave but i came back i came back to perth and he plugged me into a a local pentecostal church and um praise the lord it was the same the same holy spirit and and so i i joined that church and they asked me for a number of years to join the worship team but i didn't because i not because i thought i was too good quite the opposite i i just knew there was so much more about worship that i didn't know i knew about music and i look at christian music and you look at it and you know it's pretty simple stuff but you put it with the words and something happens Mm. and so i wanted to find out so i just studied the word and everything i could find about worship you know there's more about that than any other subject in the bible Mm -hmm. in fact the book of psalms is the biggest book in the bible Mm. it's a music it's a song book i i was in the church and look i did you know some items at easter and christmas and stuff like that but i wasn't a member of the worship team for uh, for quite some time Mm. and then i felt that I was ready to join. It was a number of years later, and I I joined the worship team. Mm. And uh, two weeks later, I was the music director, and never stopped since. You did an amazing job leading worship here in Kalgoorlie across the weekend, and at one stage you said something that I wanted to get you to repeat on the radio. You said that, you know, uh, Jesus wasn't... Now, did didn't lead an army, but they called him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he conquered the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. what's just just rattle that off because yeah. that was so cool. Let me hasten to say that's not an original. Yeah. Uh, you can you can look that up. I don't know who said it, but it it rung true with me just the same as it did with you. And it, it went like um, he had no servants yet they called him master. He had no degree yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines yet they called him healer. He had no army and yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, and yet he conquered the world. He committed no crime, and yet they crucified him. And they laid him in a tomb, but he rose again. 
and lives today. That's so good. I'm going to have to learn that myself. That's so good. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, your worship albums. You've released a few, mm. and you've been writing your own songs. Mm. Uh, how did you get involved in um, recording worship albums? And tell us about some of the songs that have impacted the nations. Well, you know, I'm with uh, Victory Life Centre with Margaret Court, and I've been I've been. Um, with her for 17 years I've been on staff now for 15 years and uh, I was inspired to write some songs uh, the sermons that were coming out of that place they, you know, they, they just inspired me to, to write in fact let me tell you one, t- one time I was ministering in um, Missouri and uh, I was at a, a Larry Ollison's church who's the president of the ICFM you know, the Faith Ministries International and he said when we sing your songs here we can hear your pastor preaching. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so we did our first worship album, just simply called Victory Worship, which was a live praise and worship album uh, in 2003. We did another one in 2005 um, and another one in 2007 and then 2010. So that was four live albums. And then in uh, 2013, we did a studio album, and I let a lot of the... Because we've got a huge team. We've got a lot of musicians and singers, and I've got different music directors, and I, I just oversee, and, you know. And so um, we did a studio album, uh, but our next one will we'll be back to live. We, we got the message well and truly from uh, our audience around the nation and the world that they wanted another live album, and that was a lot of our strength. Um, I, I have a, um, a solo album uh, which is a collection of my praise and worship songs. They're four, they're five albums that we released with Victory were Victory Life Center. Yes, I, I was worship leading on some of them, but uh, people kept asking me for my songs, and and so um, the songs that I've written, I'd put them on one album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Anthology, Rob Scott, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's that's where they're at. They are, they're, they're praise and worship. That's obviously what the Lord wants me to use use me in. Um, I, I did all my performing in the secular. Now, mate, um, a lot of people know about Margaret Court, uh, incredible tennis player, incredible pastor, said a lot of things in the media, and she's copped a lot of flack for standing up for biblical truth. Uh, the big thing that a lot of people don't know is the amount of uh, people that are cared for through your church care ministry. Tell us how big that is. Well, our church, we have about 2,000 members, and uh, our church is, has got three main arms. Um, obviously, the church and uh, with all our members, but we have Margaret Court Community Outreach Services, and we, that, that alone, we serve about 26 tonnes of food a week. Wow and clothes etc it all comes out of um, our tithes and offering mm. we don't get any grants or assistance mm. we don't charge like food bank or anything like that it, it, it's mm. it's free to the people wow. and uh, our trucks go out mm. every day you come you're going to come over and uh, I'm going to show you through the campus <laughs> yeah. and our trucks go out every day mm. people see the Margaret Court Community Services and this is very important to mm. Pastor Margaret mm. and um, early on she says you know you bless community and God will bless you. Well, he's certainly done that. So we have our, our Margaret Court Community Services and uh, and then we have our Victory Life Bible Training, International 
Bible Training Centre. We have students come from all over the world. Mm. We average usually between 100 and 120 students mm. that come in from Europe, from uh, Singapore, from Malaysia, from Indonesia, uh, a lot of Africans. Mm. You noticed this morning, I love having Africans. Uh, <laughs> they, they have just added to our worship team, yeah. etc. They just bring such a vitality and a special sound. I love that. So, yeah, so there's our church, there's the uh, community services, and there's our Bible college. Mm-hmm. And so those three work hand in hand. As well as that, we have uh, the Healing Centre, which operates um, five days a week, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Friday, with uh, people come in for uh, different types of healing. Um, we have, uh, you know, victory over addictions, mm-hmm. uh, just different ones every day with different pastors taking those. We have counsellors, some professional counsellors, as mm-hmm. well as a pastoral counselling. Uh, we have a prayer centre where, where there's... Um, we're not 24-7 yet, but we uh, we do a lot of prayer in the prayer centre. Mm. And uh, so there's always something going on there. Mm. I look forward to showing you around. So good to be able to connect with you today. And if people want to find out more, is there a website? It's Victory Life Centre, uh, R-E, spelled as Aussie, uh, .com.au. God bless you, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.